Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 364, I'm welcoming back on the show, Kirsten Watson. Every single time we have breath, like we have an opportunity to breathe in what God is actually showing us what he is telling us and how he is trying to reveal himself to us. And oftentimes we're so busy, we're so overwhelmed, our eyes are either just completely closed that we miss out. We miss out on the power and the peace that is given to us all the time. Kristen came on the show in February of 2021, and we have linked to that episode in the show notes. She's the mom of seven, the wife of former NFL player, Benjamin Watson. Today, we're talking about pausing, the power of pausing. She wrote a book, it's coming out May 3rd, called Sis, Take a Breath. And in this episode, it is encouragement we all need, especially this time of year. Y'all, it's doing me in. All of the activities, the good things, the good things that we are able to do, and we're all so thankful that we're able to do them, but It's a lot, and it's always been a lot. May has been a lot, but it felt like April. It's uh, a needed encouragement for us, even as we head into summer, which I think will be a little bit a busier summer than we've had the last two years. She wants us to lean in and ask God for the help we need to ask him to give us eyes to see where he's at work and to practice discernment for what's most helpful, even as we are parenting and guiding our kids and their sanctification process, whether we're supposed to step in or we're supposed to step back, she invites us to tap into that power of the Holy Spirit available to us as believers. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Kirsten, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Hello. It's good to be back. I Almost a year later. I mean, come on. <laughs> Come and really, on, right. we knew there would be a part two because you have a lot to offer. Okay. I, I'm going to toot your own horn. You have a lot to offer us as a mentor, having seven children and just all that you've walked through. And so we talked about race and talking to your kids about race, huge, important topic. And we need to hear your advice on motherhood in general too. <laughs> so yes. welcome back. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned the seven kids. So yes, yes. Seven, which is why we're able to do this because some <laughs> of them are sleeping. And, um, I just, I love the idea that I get to still talk to you and people are around. So it's awesome. And they rate range in age now from three to yes. 13. So there's like a 10 year, there's a 10 year gap. There's seven there and two that are in heaven. So really kind of nine. Wow. And, um, Yes, we are like in the thrust of middle school girl stuff and then potty training. So we have everything <laughs> in between. It's nice. <laughs> it's crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in the in-between, I, I now that I've experienced teens and the toddler, the in-between is a little bit of a break. Like you're not physically exhausted. You're not emotionally exhausted, but they're loud. Why is that? I'm they so, are like, loud and they fight and I am about done with that. 
oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I am not refereeing that one. And two, why are you screaming? You are literally in front. If you whispered, I could still hear you really like yeah. clearly. Yeah. So it is very loud in our house. It is. I, you know, I need to just walk around in black and white stripes all the time. <laughs> I'm refereeing something yeah. and yeah, all, all those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, yeah, there's really easy stage. I don't know. I just think different, different challenges, yes. right? I think so. I think you just kind of grow and try to figure out what you can do and where you should step in and where they've got to figure some stuff out. And so we have enough where I'm stepping away and y'all figure out. You figure that out and let me know how it goes. I've given you the tools, so go ahead and use them. But that's probably been a bit of a journey to get to that, to be able to step away. I mean, you share a little bit in your new book, Sis, Take a Breath. (laughs) Yes. That you have some issues with control, which I can 100% relate to. Yes. I I mean, I think one thing, even though I may not know everyone's story, every woman's story, I think there is definitely some common ground in that we want to get our life right. Like we want to do well and we want to get it right. So regardless of whether that's just in our, our job, all of our relationships, our kids, our friendships, like we want to do it right (laughs) and and we want to do it well. And I think what we often can default to is how do I do that Um, in my own power? Mm -hmm. And so that's exhausting. And I think when it comes to me being a mom specifically, I feel that I'm in control of making sure their life ends up right. (laughs) Right. I just think it's, it's gotta be up to me and to binge and to, as their parents, But specifically as their mom, like what I'm bringing to the table as their mother is up to me. And so I think that is exhausting. Um, It's a huge responsibility. And what I'm learning as I get older, my kids get older, is that, man, some of that is just misguided. I mean, I think highly of myself, but I am not God. And so some of that is having to let go of some of the pressure that it is all up to me. There's a lot that is, but it's not all up to me. And so that's been a process and is still a process of me letting go and asking God, you know, in this child's life or in in all these seven kids life, there are some things that there are some balls that are like made of glass. And there are some balls that are like bouncy balls or plastic balls. So like if those balls drop, yeah, it'll make a big noise, but is it detrimental? Is it like huge? Whereas the glass balls, if they crack and shatter, that's a huge mess. So for me, it's this have, you know, being able to distinguish which balls are which as I'm trying to juggle everybody's stuff. That's kind of where I am. And I'm, I don't make a good choice all the time, but it's about, I was going to say, like, how do you discern that? That feels. Well, sometimes they drop and you're putting them back together. (laughs) And oftentimes it's like, you know, Lord, like the Lord will make it very clear. Like, this is not your battle. This is mine. And really it's before even picking the balls up. Uh, to some degree, if we're going to use that analogy, it's really praying like, God, like you, you've got to do this. Like, this is like, literally before I get up in the bed, my alarm goes off. I'll be like, Lord, this is all I got. (laughs) I have my fish and my loaves. You're going to have to multiply it because this is it. Like I can't make more. And so really it's inviting the spirit into those places where 
you know, and, and praying that God becomes your default and not like what you do at the very last when you're about to pull your hair out and tip over. You're like, God, help me. It's like from the beginning, it's like, no, I need this. I need your help. So please step in and let me just follow and obey as I need to. That's hard though. It's hard. It's recognizing your limitedness. And you and I were saying everyone hits that point where they've been capable and then they are like, man, I only have fishes and loaves. I yeah. this is not very much to offer. And people would say, oh, you definitely fit that with seven kids. But we were saying sometimes that's the first kid you recognize, yeah. oh, this is another human being and I cannot control their happiness. <laughs> I exactly. Control when they go to the bathroom and where I can right. control if the milk stays in their mouth or it spits up all over their body. Like, yeah. I personally became very aware of my limitedness and my ability to control another human being. But that first one, yes. day, day one in the day hospital. One, you're like, I, this is above my pay grade. Like <laughs> I am not capable of doing that. And so the only way that I, I think what we say is because we know that there's a fear there. And so then we really like extend that control really like kicks into another gear because it's like, because I don't know, I can't make a mistake. Because I don't know, I can't, you know, like all the fears start coming in, the lies start coming in about who you are and what you're, you know, it's like, and so I think all of that really clouds some of our judgment because we think it's up to us. And again, it's just being able to decide between the two. And we, I always joke that if I wrote a parenting book, it should have been before the twins, because I was probably super prideful that, you know, I had a couple of things in my pocket get that worked for kids and for toddlers. And Asher and Levi are proving that I know nothing. Like I know <laughs> nothing <laughs> because, you know, and my, and my ta- quote unquote tactics or my tricks of the trait, like they aren't working. Yeah, and yeah. so it's very easy to be like, this should work. Like what is wrong with you people? But really it's just showing me, it's like another layer that God is just revealing to me. Like Kirsten, like, like I got this, like, I know better than, you know, and so are you going to ask me what I think <laughs> or are you just going to keep kind of like trudging along, trying to fit this, these square pegs into these circle blocks or whatever, however that saying would go, but just round, like, holes. I'm just trying to, round holes, yeah, yes. round hole, yeah, the square and the round or whatever. And it's just not working. God's like, Hey, hello. I'd, I'd love to give you some peace. I'd love to give you some real power through my spirit. It's just, are you going to tap into it? And are you going to ask for it? Y'all, I'm excited to share a new sponsor with you. It's Anna Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And they make beautiful, sustainably made, affordable jewelry. They sent me some great earrings that I'm telling you, I have not taken off for weeks because they're so cute. And I feel like... They're fancy enough that I can wear with my regular clothes or they're not too dressy for when I have workout clothes on. They're these little huggy hoops that have like a pave gem on the front. They're sterling silver that's coated in 14 karat gold. So really well made, but sustainably made and fair prices. Their jewelry starts at $39 and it would be a great Mother's Day option, especially because they have a deal right now where if you buy one, you get another one. 40% off. Something for you, something for your mom. Go check out all the options, necklaces, um, rings, 
earrings, you're going to want to go look over at shop.analuisa.com forward slash alone and make Mother's Day. You're going to treat your mom to some new jewelry pieces with that buy one, get one 40% off, one for you, one for her. And it's all over at shop.analuisa.com forward slash alone. I know you're going to love them. And so talk to us about that practice. So, I mean, you've, like you've just shared, like you've hit your head against the wall, you've done the control issue dance, you know, and then what's a good practice that has helped you find that peace? Yeah, well, (laughs) the practice is, is actually one that you're doing probably right now, which is breathing. But I realized that it's not the quantity of your breath, it's the quality of it. And it's like, what am I doing in that time? And that really kind of goes back to what the book is saying when it says, sis, take a breath. It's not that you're not already breathing, but it's just like every single time we have breath, like we have an opportunity to breathe in what God is actually showing us, what he is telling us and how he is trying to reveal himself to us. And oftentimes we're so busy, we're so overwhelmed and our, our, our eyes are either just completely closed that we miss out we miss out on the power and the peace that is given to us all the time. Mm. And so it's not that the situation changes. It's not that all of a sudden, okay, well now I'm abiding. I'm in my Bible and I'm reading and I'm abiding and I'm asking the Holy spirit to give me power. It's not that all of a sudden that my journey becomes easy um, or that difficulties go away. It's just how I approach whatever's going on, whether it's something, whether it's a trial that's super, um, that's very challenging and tough. Or whether it's like a good time, it's like I am like saying, God, like, speak to me now, please. Like, I want to know what I want to see how you see. I want I want to experience how you're experiencing. And I think that practice of just taking a pause, like I say, take a breath, is really just like taking the pause in the moment and saying, like, the deep, good. I don't do yoga. If you do yoga, breath that you're supposed to have that fills the lungs in a certain way, and the exhale of that of just saying, man, like there is a lot here that I might miss out on and God, please just help me to see it. And so that's been my practice. That's why the book is called what it is. And I just, I realized that I was breathing uh, very shallowly. That's a word throughout life, you know, throughout having the seven kids, throughout moving, throughout being married. It's like, you're always moving to the next thing and you're not pausing and stopping to say, God, what are you teaching me in this moment? So just breathing. I mean, it sounds <laughs> nothing that, I mean, it's, it's, there's just so much <laughs> nothing that's, uh, you know, monumental, but I just think it's something that when it's like, when my kids come in and they're telling me a story about what happened at school and they're going on and on and they're, it's really fast paced and I can feel their emotions in it. And I say, wait, just, just breathe, just take a breath and they stop how they even approach the story is different because they're not so caught up in the emotions. Just like it's something that happens in the pause that I think you think about um, God giving us breath. You think about, you know, in the Bible, it's like, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Like all of these things around breath that I feel are super important. Well, neurologically, it's taking us into our ability to think and Mm-hmm. out of our react and respond. And I don't know, I was sitting on my couch today by the fire, which is my favorite spot. And I was like, I'm just so tired. 
I'm just mm-hmm. so tired. I'm exhausted and I'm sitting, but I'm yeah. exhausted. And so I just sat there with the Lord and did that, like breathe deeply. And Lord, what do you have for me right now? And I know when you have lots of little ones, it's hard to have that sit on the couch by the fire, yeah. quiet <laughs> moment with God, sipping your coffee while sipping it's hot. Your coffee, it's still hot. Yeah, <laughs> never. No. Yeah. I, but I think what I hear you saying is in the moment, directing your energy to invite God in mm-hmm. and you have said, inhale God's word. So tell, what does that look like? Inhale God's word, exhale peace. Yeah. I think, um, for me, what that looks like last year was one of the, the first time Benjamin and I went through the Bible in a year together. And it's, it's just interesting how when you spend time in God's word, some of these same stories that you know, that you know, that you know, something about it is different. Like God is like the word is living. And so you read that and you're like, huh, I never noticed that. Or, huh, like, really? Like it just can. And like, as you're reading things like are just kind of jumping off the page. And I feel like that is the truth about who he is. So as we experience life, when we know who God is and we bump up against something that doesn't feel good or something that, you know, we wish was different, we inhale the truth about who God is, even in that moment. Mm -hmm. And we only know how to inhale the truth as if we spend time reading the truth. (laughs) So there's the first thing. And I think what is promised is that we understand God's sovereign. We don't understand, but we know that he is sovereign. There's these words and adjectives that, that describe God so well throughout old Testament and new Testament. And the more we, we understand that, like we, we do this thing called life and we realize that it's not really about us anyway. (laughs) Like Like it's all about pointing people and ourselves directing it back to God. And that's what the spirit does. And so the more we inhale, what God has left for us in the Bible to read and to understand like the overflow of that, like flows into our marriages. It flows into our kids. It flows into our friendships and our relationships. And that is what is life giving, right? And that's where you like let go of some stuff because you see it for what it is. And you realize that, you know, man, I'm not really trying to be God to my kids. I'm trying to point them to God because ultimately that relationship is the one that's going to be sustained. At the very end, he's going to look at my kid individually and say, good job. And that's not going to be, oh, yeah, Kirsten's face is like on his shoulder, right? It's like their individual relationship. And so I think the peace comes not that things are great. Sometimes they are. But the peace comes from knowing that God already knows. And whatever I'm experiencing in my journey is not a surprise to him. And so I think the more we know God, the more we feel peace when we bump up into those things that happen in our lives. That was a whole world word world. <laughs> it was a whole world of a word. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's just wanting to be wanting that to be the reality of our lives. Right. I think we manage so much, but ultimately we are tired and we know a rested body does wonderful things. <laughs> and so you know, understanding that maybe we're in a season, like there's a season where I just couldn't nap. I just don't nap because I have little people around. And so I'm tired, but it's like, God, but you give a piece that like surpasses why I should be calm right now. 
And that's what I want to give. Like, that's what I want to shine more than anything, like more than a hack of how to get my kid to be potty trained. Cause I clearly don't have a good one. Cause my three-year-olds are not potty trained, but what are they seeing? Like, what are you, you know, it's like these, those uh, something, it's the something else that I think as women specifically, when we're in God's word, how it makes, it just makes a huge difference. I'm imagining if I'm thinking I'm in control or I'm trying to be in control and there's some formula I need to follow to have the outcome and I better follow it really well to have this Mm -hmm. outcome and all of that pressure that so negatively influences my ability to connect with the people I'm with because they can feel controlled. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But if I'm surrendered to, okay, there's a God, he's bigger than me. He's sovereign. Um, he loves these kids more than I ever could. He has a plan. He will redeem my mistakes. He knows I'm going to make them. He knows that there's no one perfect except for his son. It kind of like does make me take a breath Mm -hmm. and probably be someone you would want to be around. Like in my seasons of control, I think it's only harmed my relationships, my kids and the, then it ever has helped them know Jesus better or us be in a better relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we sabotage ourselves. Right. It ends up doing opposite of what the intention is because um, again, it's like, we want the credit. <laughs> and so if we get the credit, then, you know, that's feeding. I, I, I really do think a lot of our parenting, I think, especially as mothers, the reason, the reason why the abiding piece is so important and being in the word is so important is because we want the credit for the good behavior. and you know, I always say, you know, the last thing I really want to do is to raise weak Christians that have dull arrows who are little Pharisees that know everything, but have no heart change. And so we have to be careful not to only focus on the behavior, the behavior, some behavior is, you know, obviously, you know, we need that, but it's like, man, like God, show me, how do I pierce their hearts? How do I provide a space that allows the spirit to pierce their hearts? Not me, but it's like, what, and and how do I do that? And I think there's a lot of things that we just have to do in our own individual identity seeking motherly beings that just creates the outflow. Does that make sense? So I think the control piece is is out of fear that we will somehow mess it up. Um, And we, we are fearful that we, this one mistake will be a different turn in their lives. But on the other side of that is like, well, if I put them in the right school, we go to the right church and they wear the right clothes and they have the right friends, then X, Y, Z is bound to happen. And that is nowhere in scripture. Like nowhere in scripture does it say if we do all the quote unquote right things, we have kids that will be quote unquote perfect. And so I think for me, the sooner I understand that and believe that, the more available I will be for letting the Lord work out his salvation in my kid's life, the more I'm ready to see and understand their sanctification and welcome it rather than trying to control all of the things that they experience. So yeah, that's, this is really tough. It's not like, I wish, I think we live in a society where we're like, well, one plus one is two. So <laughs> tell me what I'm supposed to do and I'll get the result. And I think, that I, God, yeah, he's like, no, just take a step for the day and then I'll let you know uh, what the next step will be. And so that's just a really hard place to be. So we just default to control because it's easier. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know about you, but I have been refreshing my wardrobe lately, and it can be time-consuming and a little bit stressful. So I love that Stitch Fix helps me figure out what to get. And it's not just the traditional service where you fill out the style quiz and a stylist sends you items. You can also have a store that they create for you that allows you to go in and pick from the already curated options. It's so great. These experts, these stylists, they start to learn you. You can give them feedback on what you like and what you don't like. Every piece is hand-picked for you with your size, your style, and your budget in mind. If you want to do the try on at home option, they'll send you five pieces and you keep what you love and you send back what you don't. Shipping returns and exchanges are easy and free and there's no subscription required. You can try it out. You can even try it out for your husband, for your kids. I have absolutely loved Stitch Fix kids with my third son. So if you want to sign up today, go to stitchfix.com slash DMA, get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash DMA to get $20 off your first purchase. It's a limited time offer and purchase within two days of sign up. Over Easter, we were sitting with Bruce's parents and we were talking about my youngest son has a Patriot Day coming up and asking about grandparents if they were part of World War II. And we discovered that my mother-in-law had saved her dad's World War II jacket and the Bible he was given when he enlisted. And it made me realize how many things do I not know about my husband's family or even my own family and generations that have gone before me. And that's why I love StoryWorth. It's an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories, and then it preserves them for generations to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom or your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. And each week's prompt, ask questions maybe you've never thought to ask, like what was the best advice your mom gave you? If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Maybe even ask, what was your first job? I have really enjoyed reading my mom's and my mother-in-law's answers to these questions. I've discovered things I never knew about. Um, I never knew my mom cataloged books at a library that her first job um, was that. So after one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share. If you want to check it out, Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. Go to StoryWorth. Right now for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash DMA. That's story, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash DMA to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash DMA. And Often, if you're in a conversation with a mom and she's spiraling, mm-hmm. you know, frustrated and trying to find that control or trying to find that place where everything will work out, I'm curious how often sometimes we get in those places and we haven't done the simple act of going to God's word mm-hmm. or breathing in the truth of God's word and exhaling his peace. Like, oftentimes the solution is very, very simple prayer, yes. God's word. Yeah. community. It's not these complex 
programs or if we throw more money at it or, you know. Yeah. Which is kind of how, you know, it's, it's about putting them in the best situation. And I understand as a parent, that's what we want to do. Like we just want to make it right. And I think sometimes when we do that, we could be um, stepping in the way of how God is going to speak directly to that kid and how God will use what that kid is experiencing as a way to point other people to Jesus. And so, you know, my prayer lately, especially as we have middle schoolers and it's all the things that come with middle school girls is just that, you know, like, Lord, like this is their journey and their testimony and their story, their love story between them and you. Like help me come alongside as their parent to guide, but ultimately just always point them back to you. Always put, because that's going to be their relationship. And so I was like, don't let me stand in the way. Like let, give me wisdom to know when to stand up and say something and when to step back and refer, or just let me know how to maneuver. Cause each of my kids is different. I wish they were all the same. You would think they would be, we have the same parents right? Would they not be the same? It would no. be so easy. So many versions. So <laughs> but many instead versions. we have seven different pe- people living in this house and you know, how I approach it um, has to be different with each one of them. And man, thank goodness for grace, because there's a lot of times where I have to apologize because I just get it wrong. You know, I'm just grateful that I'm able to do that and apologize when I need to and ask for forgiveness. And, you know, we're all just learning. They think I know a lot. I mean, I do know a lot, but I'm just trying to stay one day ahead. <laughs> I'm always, with my oldest, I'm always like, hey, dude, this is the first time I've done this. I've never parented a 16-year-old before. This is the first time. But what I heard, I've heard you multiple times in this conversation is your conversations with God. You mm-hmm. say, and then I talk to God and I tell him, you know, I ask mm-hmm. for this or I ask for this, or I feel like you're living a surrendered mom journey where you are leaning on the Holy Spirit's guidance and you're asking for help. That's huge. That is what we're talking about. That's the inhaling God's word. That is the reaching out for the power and the help. The only one who knows the whole story. So I think you just modeled that really well for us. Thanks. I wish I could do it better, girl. I need, I mean, like that's the thing, right? It's just, well, just that's the posture. Just even just saying, I, I can't do it well in my own strength and yeah. knowing that I need help is huge. The heart's intention. Mm-hmm. That's what matters way more. And so I, yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that. Okay. Before we go though, I want to, um, we're, we're heading up into uh summer. Oh. I know mom, moms are thinking yeah. about it. Yes. So I have some questions for you. Go ahead. Prepped you. Uh oh. I'm curious, what kind of summer mom are you? Like, are you the kind of mom that's like, sign them up for all the camps? I want everybody Mm -hmm. on a schedule. We've already got it all planned out. These are our trips. These are our camps. I want them out of the house all the time. Are you the like, no, we go to the pool every day, the neighborhood pool or our pool? Like, what kind of summer mom? What's your brand? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want them to be out, but I want them to be out here. So I like them to be outside. I do feel like, you know, where y'all lived in Houston, you live in Houston. Is that what you said? No, we live in Atlanta. Oh, okay. 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 We live in Atlanta, but I do. So I know it gets hot and so there's, it's okay. I put, I, I have a water station out there, so I don't have to be in, but I do think that there is something 
to kids getting outside, getting dirty, and we have enough of them for them to have games and teams. And so I am the mom who wants you to come over, play outside. You can go, we can go to the pool. That's fine. But I still want to have like summertime is my time to like, we're going to have dinner together. We're going to like still having these buckets of time that we connect through the day. And so, yeah, a camp one week here or there, like, you you know, there's a football camp or you want to go, I don't know, one of our kids did like a nature camp that was a daytime camp. Sure. I'm fine with that. Go vacations. Yes, let's do it. We're doing family camp this year. Everyone's super excited. Okay. Which family camp do y'all go to? We go to Pine Cove. Oh yeah, we do too. Yeah. And we do the one that there's a, in South Carolina. Yeah. Well, there's a new one. Yeah. In South Carolina. Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. we went to, we went there last year for the first time. So all of the kids are super excited about oh, it. Yeah. So, no, that's um, like our tradition. That's like our start of the year is Pine Cove family camp. Yes. I so, love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah. So that, that's some, those, those kind of trips, you know, go to the beach. Those are all fun, but I like, I like my people home and I like for them to create their own memories together and figuring out, I don't really like them in the house on screens yeah. a lot, but uh, I like to, you know, we've already asked them like, what's one thing that they really want to do this summer, like individually with parents. And then as a family, and one thing was one kid wants to wash a car. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I like that. Do, okay. So y'all, that did y'all hear that? Ask your kids what they want to do something individually as a family and with a yes. parent. Yeah. Like with, like just with Benjamin and yeah. I, or just with a parent. And so okay. those are the kind of things that we're kind of collecting the lists, kind of like a bucket list kind of thing Yeah, for the summer. And so we try to work those in. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of a schedule person, but I like some flexibility in there. So, you know, one wants to camp in the, in a tent in the backyard. Okay. That's cool. So it's kind of like, you know, we'll figure those things in out, but they're normally, I like them to be around because I feel like there will be one time where they're not going to be around. So let's keep them home. And your oldest isn't driving and having their own schedule yet. So you're, no. yeah, you're kind of the master of the plan for the family. Yeah. You're still in that yes. sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's 13 good. is our oldest. So she's still, she'll be in ballet. She does ballet. So she'll be doing ballet throughout the summer, but yeah, everyone else will be here and maybe, you know, we'll figure it out, but no one's leaving. Do you have like a way that you manage summer food. I feel like when they're home yes. for summer, it's just like food all the time. Do you have like a manage? We, yes, of ha- course. Okay, let's hear the we'll plan. Here's some ideas. So, here's the ideas around summer. It's like we have times where the kitchen is closed. I am yes. guaranteeing you a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, and a snack time at four o'clock. Other than that, because, you know, we have our lazy mornings. Other than that, you cannot eat fruit at your leisure. We literally would need fruit trees for all of you all to eat the amount of fruit that you want. So, yes, the kitchen is closed during the day, except for those times. And you can have water all day. That's, you know, a given. But other than that, those are the four times of the day that you can have something. Are you like a treat mom or like are you a like you have certain treats or a system for treats? Well, snack time at this house is four o'clock. It's like tea time. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Like four o'clock, they know they can eat. So you just hear all the rumblings from all over the house, from you know, from outside and wherever. And they go and they know which ones they can have in the summer. It might be popsicles that I add to it. But everybody knows what they can have and what they can't have because 
So just, you're not making a snack. This is just like free oh, reign. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was picturing a charcuterie board coming out at four o'clock <laughs> with a and tray of cookies. Go. Yeah. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Unless now we have people old enough who can bake. So sometimes yeah, okay. they may want to bake something or whatever. I mean, special occasions. Yet I will say my kids love a cheese tray, but uh, no, for the most part, you're going in, you're fig- what you're getting your snack, you're throwing it away, cleaning up after yourself. And then I'm starting dinner for six 30. So I, I kind of run a tight ship. Yeah. No, this a is a bit. system. Okay. That's good. That's good. This is all helpful. I'm going to be asking guests leading up to summer. So this is very helpful. That's very funny. helpful. Well, okay. What is one thing you want to make sure if there's a mom listening, she has kids, uh, elementary down to toddler. What do you want her to know? Um, I think my biggest thing I'd want you to know is you're doing pretty good girl. Like, listen, it's, it's really about the encouragement for your journey. I think sometimes we look at other moms and we can get discouraged or feel like we're not doing enough, but the biggest thing I'd want you to know is that, you know, what you're doing matters. Um, it, it's meaningful and girl, like no one knows your family like you do. And so don't get discouraged and want someone else's family because you probably don't know all the things, but just, just be encouraged in what God has given you. And the more we know him, we can just walk in what we're given and, you know, we can just do it well. And so that would be my encouragement. Like, girl, you got this, let's do it. It's crazy, but man, what an opportunity the Lord has given us for this time, just for this little blip. Just a little bit of time. Well, you may be longer, but it's the rest of us. It's a little blip. (laughs) Okay. Y'all check out the book. We put a link in the show notes. Where can they find you online? You can find me at Kirsten Watson official on Facebook and at underscore Kirsten Watson underscore on Instagram. I am not on Twitter because I don't got time for all that, but those are the main places you can find me. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you and encouraging us today. And we're all going to take a breath. Take a breath. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks y'all for joining Kristen and I today. I hope it was an encouragement to you. I'm going to pray over all of us. And hopefully this is a moment you can just breathe in and breathe out. Here we go. Dear Lord, I praise you for the truth that you do guide us in each moment. I pray that when we are going from thing to thing to thing, deciding what we sign up for for the summer or not, how we're going to make our way through maybe lots of days of nothing, I pray, Lord, that we would lean into you, that we would pause and ask you for guidance and discernment, that we would start our days surrendering them to you, offering up our kids and our schedules to your guidance. I pray in moments of challenges with our kids that we would reach out to you knowing whether we are supposed to step in or if this is part of the journey of sanctification, that we would ask you what words we should speak. Bring to mind your living word, Lord. I pray that we would be in your word and know it so that it could guide our parenting. I pray for Kirsten and her family that you would be their support and their guide as this book goes out into the world. In Jesus' name, amen.
men. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. I'm always honored that you take time to spend with me. And if you want to connect more, there's lots of ways to do it, of course, on social media. Um, Every week I send out an email, which I've been sharing with y'all. But if you want to go to olaheather.com, ola starts with an H, H O L A, heather.com, you can sign up. I send out just some thoughts, what's going on, some frequently asked questions and answers, or some of my favorite things that I've found um, lately, whether it's a show or some off Amazon or a good recipe. So meet me over there too. And I'll see you here next week. I have a great Leading into Mother's Day episode for you with Kendra Adachi, the lazy genius. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3:17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.